Why do you linger here when there is no hope? There is still hope. Tempted to think there's no hope for overcoming some of the challenges of modern life? Ask an elf. Or a hobbit. Tune in Tuesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. with Milo Lomesdown at your service and... Tani Tanuvial, the resident KUCI Middle-Earth elf. For What Would Arwen Do? on KUCI Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live on KUCI.org. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, Orange County's alternative radio station, and quite possibly the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. Welcome to What Would Arwen Do on Tuesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific Time, alternating weeks with Phenomenal Women. I am Tani Tanuvio, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. Having a little fun with the technology here. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping the volume levels are good for you. I am not sure what they is are they are here. Um, welcome in my Govanin to everyone listening, whether you are joining us live or online, and to my enduring and charming co-host Milo Longsdown. I am Milo Longsdown at your service, Elf Princess, and oh my gosh, I'm so excited! This Saturday, <laughs> we get to go to the Honda Center and see the Lord of the Rings in concert. Oh my gosh! I know. Saturday at 7:30 p.m. at the Honda Center, but more about that later. Well, and I am very excited because, of course. Hobbits and, uh, and elves, too, love to give away gifts, and we have some very special gifts to give away today for our listeners, so we're certainly hoping that everyone will listen, especially if they are interested in the Hobbit movies and in the music of the Fellowship of the Ring that's going to be at the Honda Center. On Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're listening to What Would Arwen Do? This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, streaming live 24 by 7 at KUCI.org on the Internet. You can, and, and we would be glad to have you contact us with comments or questions or suggestions at askanelf at yahoo.com. That's A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F at yahoo.com. We would love to hear from you. You can find podcasts and information about this show and all the public affairs programs here at KUCI at the following web address, www.kucitalk.org. You can also find podcasts of What Odar and Do on the iTunes Store. Simply open up the iTunes Store and do a search for Arwen, A-R-W-E-N, and we will be one of the hits that you get on that search in the iTunes Store for free download. Yay, we love technology because it keeps us all connected, and um, we want to say a very special hello to all of our friends that are listening. Um, I would like to say a special hello to any of our friends that might be listening from my favorite Tolkien message board, thewondering.com, and also to anybody who might be listening online, or Ro, who might be listening from down in Escondido. Ro, the uh, shield maiden, will be joining us at the Honda Center this coming Saturday. We are going to be having some wonderful adventures, dear Hobbit. It's going to be an adventure of three, similar (laughs) to the adventure of the three adventurers where you had Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli the Dwarf. 
Yes. Traipsing along by themselves. We shall be our own little fellowship. Yes. <laughs> so in case you are tuning in for the first time, you may be wondering what this show is all about. Well, if a Middle Earth elf lived today in Southern California, in Irvine to be more precise, what might her life look like? How would she, as a modern elf, celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Things the elves care deeply about. Some people like to ask, what would Jesus do? And that is a very good question. But on this program, when challenges in life arise, or as the wizard Gandalf said to Frodo, questions, questions that need answering, we like to ask, well, what would Arwen do? Who was Arwen, you may be wondering? In J.R.R. Tolkien's Mythology of Middle-Earth, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and the lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing lore and wisdoms. Wisdom! <laughs> Perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light, a beloved daughter of the universe, like all of the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or an elvish Arda. I believe Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige. With great privilege comes responsibility. In her we see courage, wisdom, beauty, a sense of humor and gaiety, and service to others. So, we hope and believe that this, quote, elven quality exists today in every living person and yearns for expression through gifts of creativity, nobility, and service to others. So, welcome again to all of our friends. We have so many things to talk about today, and um, we are alternating weeks in case you are tuning in and have tuned in on, alter on um, other Tuesdays. We start a new quarter of programming um, with each college quarter here at KCI, and so for this quarter we're going to be alternating weeks with uh, Phenomenal Women, but which I love doing. I, and it is a wonderful, wonderful I show. I love talking about the wonderful women on this planet. However, I have to say, just being a couple of weeks into the quarter, that I, re it's, I, I really miss seeing you and um, having our adventure here every two weeks is just simply not enough. <laughs> well, it's certainly true that I prefer it weekly, but, uh, you know, I mean, basically, we should we should be happy with what time we have. Absolutely, it's and it's always a grand time, and we always have so many wonderful things to cover. And so this week, um, I want to let's get a, get ourselves a little bit of Hobbit music here, because we haven't seen each other for two weeks, and I'm sure there must be wonderful. Um, news about the movies, the Hobbit movies that we are so excited about and for those of you who might be just tuning in, we are a Hobbit and an elf who are thoroughly in, enamored of all things Middle Earth both both the movies and the books and Absolutely. so we are very excited that uh, the green light came for the Hobbit movies and in December of 2012 and I am so excited to have you now as my co-host for over two years now and because of your wonderful background in the movies, I came to this world through uh, the the movies, but really love the books, and so I love that you have all this wonderful things to share with us about movie making and what it means to take these books and make them into movies and and the the process of doing that. So, do we have new movie news? Well, th well, thank you, Elf Princess, and and I came to this world through the books when in <laughs> college. My roommate said, oh, you should try reading this. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And he made a vast understatement. The books are just brilliant. As you know, voted the novel of the century for yes. the 20th century. Indeed. Let's have a little music, a little Hobbit music here to get us in the, in the mood for Hobbit movie news. Absolutely. Of course, this is, as, as with the opening music of our show, the Academy Award-winning music of Howard Shore. Just wonderful music, which we will be hearing this Saturday, but more about that later. Yes. And he is also doing the, as we know, he's doing the score for both Hobbit movies. Yes. The first one that opens December 14th, 2012, and the second part that opens December 13th, 2013. You know, I, I, I just want to mention real quickly, as I was thinking about this morning and thinking about the show and thinking about how much I love the books and the, and the movies, one of the things that I was realized that I love the books because it is J.R. Tolkien's, you know, his his creation and all of the wonderful um, 
um, what all he fills in that we don't have in the movies. Although in the movies we have this great visual representation of the world of Middle Earth, but when the, in the in the books we don't get this mu- the music, and that was one of the things for me uh, with. The fellowship of the, especially the fellowship of the ring movie, that um, I would go back to the movies over and over again, and uh, I loved the music so much. And how many times have you seen the movie? Well, I'm not sure now. Approximately. Well, I saw it 28 times in the theater when in in, in initial release in, in April <laughs> in April and May of 2002. Yeah, but um, and I've seen it. I don't know. And it was a worth few times seeing, since then. Worth seeing every time. Well, here's some quick movie news. Uh, Elf Princess Evangeline Lilly, as we know, the great star mm-hmm. of Lost, an extremely beautiful actress, but also a very competent actress, will be playing Toriel, a newly invented character that Peter Jackson and Philippa Boyens and Guillermo del Toro came up with as mm-hmm. part of the scenario, as part of the screen story for the Hobbit movies. Yes. Well, she's, uh, she had a an interview with Access Hollywood and touched on her role as that woodland elf in The Hobbit. And she talked how she is uh, having to learn the Elvish language. She actually Mm -hmm. said a couple of lines of Elvish and talks about she is extensively coached in the English-received pronunciation, same as the elves of Rivendell in Lord of the Rings. Quote, Mm. I have a dialect coach, I have a motion coach, I have a language coach, she said. Quote, so I should, by rights, be great in this film. (laughs) End quote. So you can go to Crave Online. Dot com to get that complete clip of her talking. Oh. She is uh, she's a delightful person. I've seen her on a couple of late night talk shows, which I record with my magical wizard box called uh, TiVo or digital <laughs> video recorder. It's just amazing things these hobbits. You know, it's funny. I haven't actually seen anything with her yet. I'm I'm an I'm an odd type of elf, um, and I do this also at Christmas. I give I get a lot of people when they get presents, they want to open them immediately. Right. I like to save them as long as possible because I love the joy of discovery. I love having the present and wondering what it might be and just looking at it and thinking about the fact that I have a present. And so it's the same thing I feel like a little bit with the movies. I like to discover things as they go along. Like it took me... Uh, several weeks to see the the Peter Jackson blog thing, and then I watched part of it, then another part. I haven't seen anything yet with Evangeline Lilly, which I'm very excited about. Um, about because some people are, don't like it when Peter Jackson comes up with these characters and things. I love it. I think it's just a, an amazing expansion of the world of Middle Earth, and I think in general he does a really good job with these things. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do with this new woodland elf. But um, uh, did you see? Where did you see the clips? Where are they on? Like, does she have a blog or CraveOnline.com? Again, most of my information is pointers from my favorite <laughs> site, which is TheOneRing.net. A wonderful. Site for movie news, cast news, Lord of the Rings, gaming news. There's all kinds of information there. And so most of these originated from theonering.net. However, the URL for this is craveonline.com. And if you just search for Evangeline Lilly, that's L-I-L-L-Y, you'll find her. But it may be easier to simply go to theonering.net and scroll down their long list of stories. Other movie news. The first Hobbit footage has been seen, apparently. We hear that... Who saw it? MIPCOM, which is the annual uh, entertainment and television showcase. There's about Mm -hmm. 12,000 industry people in Cannes, France. Now, Cannes is most famous for their annual international film festival every May. Right. However, they have many trade shows there of various kinds because they have such wonderful convention facilities. And MIPCOM is one of them, the Entertainment and Television Showcase, which covers the industries of TV and film and digital content from both the distribution as well as the production side of things. And so the rumor we're hearing has yet to be totally confirmed, but there are... There, there were a couple of minutes of rough footage shown at MIPCON. Mm. However, confidentiality agreements were signed by everyone 
that saw him, so we're not going to be able to hear what it was. So if they sign, like, these confidentiality agreements, you know, just, I, I love because you help to kind of um, inform us about the world of movie making and all of the things that are involved. And even for some of us that think, oh, my gosh, wouldn't it be wonderful to be, you know, like an extra on the film or something? Well, gosh, maybe it'd almost be kind of like being on a jury or something. <laughs> because yes. whatever you do, you know, in the courtroom or in this case on the film, yes. Like you can, you couldn't even. Can you even like tell your family members about it? Or no, well, wow. Princess, no, 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 no. Yeah. You may tell no one anything. Yeah, so it is. It's kind of like being on a jury. Yes, it's just like <laughs> being on a jury. Although, if you violate jury things, it's big criminal prosecution mm-hmm. where the judge can actually throw you in jail immediately. Yeah. Whereas in this case, they would sue you for every cent you have, <laughs> which is less severe. A little less severe. Other movie news, big news for those of us that like trinkets. Oh, trinkets. <gasps> Oh, oh, For instance, one of the things that we've talked about before is the Pez Corporation (laughs) that make those little candy dispensers have a special gift set of Lord of the Rings. Oh, my goodness. Look at Gollum. And there's Gollum, and there's Frodo, and Sam, and and Gandalf. Bilbo. 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 Aragorn. Aragorn. Legolas is... Uh, and it's a beautiful box. Ah, it's beautiful, but the hair is too little, short. Legolas looks a little <laughs> strange. His hair is too short. But the reason I show you this Pez oh set that gosh. I just got in the mail the other day, Elf Princess, is oh. the Hobbit toy contract has been awarded. <gasps> Warner Brothers Consumer really? Products has awarded the master toy contract for the Hobbit movies to, wait for it, the Did Bridge Direct. The Bridge Direct is going to be handling the the toy line master plan for so both movies. all the movies. action figures. All the action figures, all of the adventure packs, action figures, collector figures, all of that stuff, battle axes, the sting sword, the orcrist, everything will be master planned and handled by the Bridge Direct. Now, just let me ask a quick question about that because... Uh, like when the Fellowship of the Ring movies came out and I never did this ever before in my whole life but when the movies were going away and I was like I wanted anything I could get my hands on having to do with Lord of the Rings so of course by April and May you know the action figures a lot of things had been rather cleaned out but I did find action figures and I found some sting swords and I found some different things Um, and I'm not sure who the company was that was making them but they all seemed very nice so the, so this this is a completely different company. So the the yes. things could have a very different look than they had. Yes. Uh, like the action figures and things like that could have a different look than they had for the, from the Lord of the Rings franchise, right? That's that's exactly right. And we have yet to see any evidence of how the Bridge Direct is going to approach this because they were just awarded this. If you want more details on this, you can go to comingsoon.net. They're the ones that broke the news. So this would, again, uh, so with, because this is a whole very interesting aspect of of movie making and of fan, you know, fandom uh, is collecting all the little fun trivia trinket things. That's right. So these people would have to be working very closely, I would think, with New Line Cinema and with Peter Jackson and those people. Absolutely. and it would seem that they would probably have to be under, um, you know, um, zips. The contract is probably three inches thick. Yeah, but I mean, the people, <laughs> like, making the action figures and things like that, they probably the have to be sworn would, to secrecy and stuff, too, the right? The contract would specify the agreements that every employee of every company has to sign wow. before being allowed to work on anything. Yes. But this would be probably a big boon for that uh, company. Oh, yes. I mean, the bridge <laughs> their direct stock is, probably stock probably went up. I didn't check their stock price, but I'm sure it doubled. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Uh, Another thing that happened with the movies is, as we know, Sir Peter Jackson is making the films in his homeland, New Zealand. Well, it turns out that the Prime Minister of New Zealand has a radio show. How cool is that? You can go to radiolive.co.nz and listen to this interview that the Prime Minister did with Peter Jackson. Uh, He did this on September 30th. Uh, since our last uh, show here together, Elf Princess. And Peter Jackson has many wonderful things. The Prime Minister says, Tell me how it's going with the hobbits, my friend. And Peter Jackson replies, It's going good. I mean, I think this is day 94, 95. I've sort of lost track a bit of shooting. 
There's about 250 days in total, so it's a long, long shoot, but it's going good. We've got 30 goblins on the set today and 12 or 13 dwarves and a hobbit. It's a pretty slow day, actually. We've got a lot of people in very claustrophobic rubber suits, so they need to take their heads off and breathe every (laughs) few minutes, so it's pretty slow going. Yes, I would think with the goblin uh, costumes and everything, they would, uh, you know, there's a lot of prosthetics, but they would have to have some way to, like, you know, um, open them up so that they, you know, because like even exactly at Disney right. and stuff, and those people walk around in those big costumes and everything, That's right. they have they, to... They need to have a way to cool down, they need to have a way to breathe, otherwise they can suffer various problems. Going on, the Prime Minister, John Key, asks, so how long will you keep filming? And Peter Jackson says, we're filming until the middle of next year. It's a long, long trip. I have to say it's weird because we're taking about as long to shoot these two movies of The Hobbit as we did to shoot all three of Lord of the Rings. I'm not sure quite why that is, actually, but it's a long time. Well, now that's interesting to me because, okay, that was three years. Now The Hobbit is two movies and it's coming out in, well, actually, I guess they've... No, they've been a year from December, so they, they'll they'll have had a year and a half to work on getting the first one all together. Right, yeah. and and, that's and then the of way course they did a be. lot of pre things too. They you know right. replanted Hobbiton and you know all those kind of things. All of that was done before the beginning of principal photography, and more importantly, all the storyboarding and all the planning was done before. Mm-hmm. So. It is a massive undertaking. We must remember that this is not simply the Hobbit book. We are right. going to be seeing. The White Council. We're going to be seeing the Necromancer. There's various things. Toriel is a brand new character. Who knows what adventures she's going to be having. So there's additional material that uh, Peter Jackson and Philippa Boyens and Fran Walsh and Guillermo del Toro put into the two scripts for the two movies. And perhaps you know the answer to this, because I'm curious, um... With regards to access to information, like with Lord of the Rings, they they actually couldn't access information from The Hobbit because they didn't have um, they they didn't have the rights to that yet. Now they could draw some things from the Silmarillion um, and from well from the the uh, the appendix of the Lord of the Rings, which has the story of the Three Rings of Power, which right. a lot of that is in the Silmarillion. But they couldn't really draw anything technically from The Hobbit. Whereas now, though, the Hobbit movies can access things from the Lord of the Rings, right? That's absolutely correct, Elf Prince. So a lot of um, things in the in the Hobbit book that even that J.R. Tolkien was writing, he hadn't written the Lord of the Rings yet. That's Exactly right, although he had been thinking about yes. all that stuff long before he wrote The Hobbit. Yeah, So, but it's kind of interesting. So he wouldn't have been necessarily referen- you know, for future referencing anything, but Peter Jackson actually can, So, Peter which, Jackson is, which can. is why we know, you know, like with the White Council, and we know that Galadriel, you know, I mean, Rivendell and um, the, uh, Mirkwood and Lothlorien, they were all around for a really long time before any of these, you know, adventures started Thousands happening. Thousands of years, yes. And, uh, of course, Dale, you know, and with Smog, how did Smog, and maybe they'll show how Smog ever got there. Well, there's many things to look forward to. Yeah. One of them is music by Howard Shore. Absolutely. Oh, that is going to be so amazing, especially when we look at, uh, you know, I mean, I know for myself, I was not disappointed with any aspect of the music. I fell in love with the music with Fellowship of the Ring, and I remember uh, both Ro and I were so anxiously awaiting the uh, two towers to come out because we especially wanted to see what kind of music they would have for Rohan. And, of course, the music of the the Golden Hall and the music of Rohan was so beautiful. Howard Shore just did... Both the instrumental and the choral writing is just superb. So, which brings us to... Well, let's do a couple of um, announcements about a a few local... Local events. In case you are just tuning in, this is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM. You are listening to What Would Arwen Do with Tawny Tenuvio and... Milo Lohm's down at your service. And we're going to be talking a little bit, well, pretty much for the rest of the show, and sharing some wonderful musical clips with you about the upcoming event at the Honda Center, the musical event this coming Saturday. But before that, I'd like to tell you about a, a local event because uh, we do live right here in um, 
Irvine and very close to Newport. I, as an elf, I live right down the street here in Newport Beach and Crona Del Mar. I love going down to Crona Del Mar. And I often go down there, dear Hobbit, just to visit my tree spirit friends. There's one street, especially along Poppy, that has these beautiful, giant eucalyptus trees. Oh, they are so beautiful. I go oh. into that area every Thursday with the Hobbit wife. Because mm. she has a class that she takes there oh. every Thursday, and it's just gorgeous. The trees and the where, ocean where make a wonderful class? thing. Is it at the Oasis Center? It's at the Oasis Center oh, on well, Narcissus. That's exactly where this event that I'm going to tell you about is going to be. It's, wonderful! It's right there on um, Marguerite and uh, what's the girl across? It's here? the it's the intersection of Marguerite and Narcissus, I Narcissus. believe. Yes. Well, um, and I love the eucalyptus trees down there. I love just and I look at them and they're so tall, and they're especially down there. Um, um, by um, uh, Little Corona, they're just looking out to sea. You know, they've been there, oh, just providing um, a place for the birds and beautiful, and the, the oxygen for years and years. But there's some things going on around our town lately with regards to trees. Wow, they've been falling on people and things, and oh, that's and, sad. and people are getting upset about that. But um, so unfortunately, sometimes when things happen, we have a tendency to overreact. So uh, just a little, this is from the Daily Pilot, a little segment on Corona Del Mar. It says, the city is to hold a meeting on the eucalyptus trees. City officials are planning to hold a neighborhood meeting at 6 p.m. October 13th. That's tomorrow night, Wednesday, October 13th, at the Oasis Senior Center to discuss the status of Corona Del Mar's blue gum eucalyptus trees. On Tuesday, a blue gum near 4th and Goldenrod Avenues fell over during a rainstorm, damaging two homes and four cars, but causing no injuries. Last month, another blue gum along Irvine Avenue fell and killed 29-year-old Hayoon Miller. Arborists have been inspecting all the blue gums in Newport Beach since that accident, and any tree identified as dangerous is being removed, which... Seems to make sense. If it is identified as being dangerous, if it's, you know, sick or its roots are bad or something, <clears throat> that's a good thing. However, it goes on to say, within a week of the fatality, 100 trees were removed from along the Irvine Avenue median. Well, really, 100 trees were all in danger of falling over? <laughs> A hundred trees, and you're just yanked out. They took out all the trees on the median because one tree fell over. <clears throat> anyway, the article goes on to say, Since then, all of Corona Del Mar's blue gums have been inspected, and five trees were removed this week. Um, read our earlier stories. I'm not sure where those stories are at, but maybe on their website. <clears throat> it says, Other trees may be removed pending a written report and recommendation of the arborist, according to an email sent today to members of the Corona Del Mar Residents Association. The email said that city manager Dave Kiff wanted residents to know that the Parks, Beaches, and Recreation Commission plans to schedule a meeting with residents at the Oasis Senior Center to discuss the trees and ask questions. And that meeting is scheduled, and it is tomorrow night, <clears throat> Wednesday, October 13th, at the Oasis Senior Center. It says this meeting will provide a good forum for both information and public comment, the email said. So... Um, of course, we don't do any calls to action here at KCI. Because no, we don't. We're a public we are, radio station. We are. Um, however, if you're interested in blue gum trees... <laughs> and they and are beautiful to look at, and they're yes. so beneficial to the environment. You might want to consider going down to the neighborhood meeting just to become informed. Because the other thing is that if this can happen in Corona Del Mar, where trees you know, fall over and hundreds of trees get yanked out, then it can happen in any neighborhood. And... Um, I think it's prudent for us to be protecting our property and protecting people's lives. And at the same time, though, um, wanting to protect the beauty of our environment that uh, is provided through um, the beauty of trees, not to mention the homes for the birds and the shade and the oxygen. The oxygen is very important to us yes. because we don't, we don't live but a few minutes without oxygen. Right. And trees just make... Uh, neighborhoods so very beautiful so again that's a uh, way to um, of course we talked recently about the speak for the trees exhibits that were going on well this is a way to go out and speak for the trees good good to know at the oasis senior center again that's uh, tomorrow night so <clears throat> this brings us to the second half of our show dear hobbit friend and oh my gosh at the honda center <laughs> in anaheim california one 
of a whole raft of concerts, but we are having the one this Saturday, October 15th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time in the Honda Center in Anaheim. We will be hearing live the Munich Symphony Orchestra with the brilliant Pacific Chorale and the excellent Phoenix Boys Choir all bringing the music of Fellowship of the Ring to life. They've got a 60-foot screen, high-definition digital source with two 20,000-lumen projectors and the combined forces there are nearly 250 musicians. When you add up the orchestra and the various choirs and the soloists, it's just how it's many? Just unbelievable. How, how many people then is that? So it's one orchestra. How many? Choirs? One orchestra, two choirs plus soloists. So it's a total of, wow. depending on the night, apparently it's somewhere between 230 to 250 musicians on stage with oh. a 60 foot screen showing the movie at the same time. My so gosh. I am very excited, and we have some wonderful things to um, to celebrate during this half hour. As we're um, one thing is that t- I believe tickets are still available for that. Tickets are still available. However, and if you'd like to, if you'd like to find out more information about mm-hmm. tickets, we, being public radio station, cannot talk about prices or anything. But if you wish to get some information about tickets, go to www. Lord of the Rings in Concert. Oh, okay. And I think there also is some information on the Honda Center website, because I know they had some wonderful information. If you go to Honda Center and go in their little search thing for Lord of the Rings. That's right. There's numerous ways. You can go to HondaCenter.com or Ticketmaster.com. And I'm not sure, maybe on the website that you were talking about, but I know at the Honda Center uh, website, I was really impressed that they had a very extensive information about the artists and the, the orchestra and the conductor and the... Um, Caitlin Lusk, who I guess is going to be doing some of the vocals. She has performed for over, she has performed Lord of the Rings music specifically for over 25 different orchestras. Right, right. And so we are really looking forward to this wonderful concert. And Doug Adams, who wrote the the book, The Music of the Lord of the Rings. Which is a beautiful, large, glossy Uh. book with lots of wonderful images and more importantly wonderful musicology and explanation of the music the whole process of how howard shore did that is just a wonderful book yes and he worked uh if you read a little in the introduction in the um um he worked like with howard shore for like eight to ten years working, that's right collaborating with him um as Howard even was working on the music and then always, you know, with the idea that this book would eventually come out, which it now is, and it is beautiful, and contains a CD. Of archival music, which you cannot get any other place. Anywhere else. Except and some of it is book. tremendously oh. good, and it's all wonderfully fascinating. Yes. And Doug Adams right now is doing interview, uh, is doing uh, promotional um, a lecture series, or uh, what is the word for that? I would say promotional tour. He is promotional certainly, tour. at this very hour, we were going to try to have him on this hour live, mm-hmm. but unfortunately he's... He's speaking to a large, packed auditorium in Seattle somewhere, even as we speak. So we're hoping to have him on on a coming program. Well, we're working on that. Yes, and his publicist has uh, told us that he's interested in doing that. So it's yes. not just a... It's, it's not, not just, just a fantasy. Yes. We've been in <laughs> intense conversation with the uh, people in power. Well, I'm playing a little background music from the Fellowship of the Ring, from the Breaking of the Fellowship, and I thought today is a special treat for our listeners. Now, um, just keep in mind that if you are listening to the podcast, some of this material probably will be edited out. Um, will be edited out will because be edited of out, the copyright about, laws. Yes, but except for about 20 seconds or so. But I will be giving... Uh, tell you exactly where you can find this information because we'll be playing a couple of YouTube clips and um, some of the tracks of the actual music from the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, the complete recordings. Now, two questions before we move on to some of this. And the first thing, though, um, that we will be doing, since we weren't able to have Doug on, uh, he has a blog... Yes, he does. And there is an interview that he did for KCAL on that blog. Oh, and, wonderful. And, yeah, and just where he talks a little bit about his um, his work on this and his promotion of the of these concerts, because this is actually um, kicks off the three-year celebration of, of, of you know, they're going to be doing this yearly, 
as each on the tenth anniversary of each film coming out. This year is Fellowship of the Ring mm-hmm. because it was released in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Next year we will have a Two Towers concert because it was released in two thousand two, and in twenty thirteen we will have Return of the King concert because it was originally released in two thousand three. Right. And so, and this is part of a nine-city West Coast tour, so that's wonderful. Um, so anyway, I thought I'd play for our guests uh, just this little clip with, so they can hear Doug himself that's talk a, about the music. a good idea. And about what's, what they have to look forward to here. Well, if we're going to play that center. interview, it's about five minutes. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about uh, something nice for our listeners. Yes. Would you please do the honors? Because I know you hobbits like to give out presents. I love giving presents on my <laughs> birthday, but I like giving presents anytime. Well, we have a pair of tickets to this Saturday's concert at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California at 7.30 p.m. So to the first listener that calls our telephone number, we will award a pair of tickets to the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring concert on Saturday, October 15th at 7.30 p.m. And our call-in number is 949-824-5824. Again, that's 949-824-5824. And we will be standing by. We're going to be playing a little clip here uh, of an interview that Doug Adams did on KCAL while we're... um, Let's see. Let me get this little music going. And... See if I can make technology be my friend here. <clears throat> Again, that phone number nine four nine eight two four five eight two four, and this is KUCI in Irvine. So here is Doug Adams. You're watching KCAL Nine Music Two. So cool. The Lord of the Rings series was a bestseller, went on to become a very successful movie franchise, and now it's taken the music world by storm. The Lord of the Rings in concert. It's an arena tour that features the Oscar and Grammy winning score performed live right there on stage. Musician Doug Adams and advisor for the concert. It is one, I should say. He's on this now. We'll talk about the tour, which is coming to Southern California. This is kind of a cool idea. It sounds like it's really neat when you watch the movie, but we hear the music live. Yes, exactly right. There's a giant screen above the orchestra, so on stage you have a full-sized orchestra, a full chorus, a children's chorus, and then the uh, individual soloists as well. And this is something that's never really been done before. I've seen symphonies do the music. People who enjoy music would enjoy the show. You don't have to know about the movies. Exactly right. I think that's one of the unique things about this is that it appeals to those people that are the Tolkien diehards. You know, they've known this stuff for decades and they can speak the languages themselves. Uh, at the same time, it's an enormously wonderful way to experience these movies for the first time. You see a lot of families there and little kids are, but that one's the violin and that one's the oboe and that one's the trumpet. It's the first time they've heard a live orchestra. And that is Doug Adams with an interview on his blog website. Do you have the address for that, dear Hobbit? Unfortunately, I don't have Doug Adams' um, (laughs) blog site right at hand. Perhaps you have it on your magic piece of paper. I think I wrote it on here. It's easy to find. You simply simply use Google to search Mm -hmm. for Doug Adams, A-D-A-M-S, and just search for Doug Adams. Lord of the Rings. And oh, oh his, his blog is, is called mus- musicoflotr.com. So it's music of Lord of the Rings, but it's musicoflotr.com. And you go there and you'll have a link to this wonderful interview he did with KCAL. Yeah, we don't want to mention any, uh, you know, of the prices or any of the, and right. they get into some other announcements. So uh, they'll have the full interview if they are interested there. And, uh, yeah, so if you are interested, uh, please, we do have a pair of tickets we would love to gift to someone for the concert this coming Saturday evening at the Honda Center. Um, but do you know what time the concert starts? Like at 7? The concert starts promptly at 7.30 p.m. Okay. And, a great again, as they mentioned, a great thing to take a children to um oh we have a caller <laughs> great thing to take uh, children to and um i'll let you talk a little bit about yes. that hobbit while i answer yes. the phone uh i i would i would urge our listeners if if they're interested to go to lord of the rings in concert.com for details Hello? and uh um look at the information yes oh, on that website 
Travels he go? And you will see information information on the details. But this is suitable for all ages, I would say. There are some battle scenes in the movie, of course, that are a little bit rough. The films were originally rated PG, if I recall, so you might want to use some parental guidance. But the, the movies are so beautiful, any, any child of um, some maturity will certainly get a lot out of it. So, again, this is just one of many cities. It kicks off actually tomorrow in Glendale, Arizona at the Jobbing.com Arena, then on October 13th in San Diego at the Valley View Casino Center, October 14th in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Orleans Arena in the Orleans Casino, and then we will be attending on October 15th, and it sounds like we may have just talked to someone who... Did we just get yes. a call for someone that has a free pair of tickets to yes, the concert? Yes, that was Greg, and he's very excited. He listens uh, sometimes, and he said a very interesting thing that I thought was so nice. He said, um, which is a good reason to announce things more than once, he said that he... Um, he does listen into the show occasionally, but he doesn't call in usually when we first announce about giveaways because he wants the college students to have a chance to get the tickets. That and is so, a wonderful I sentiment know. to have. Isn't That's that a lovely? wonderful sentiment to to wait a few minutes to give the college yeah. the college kids. I just charming. And I asked if he was going to be able to go to the concert, and he said no, but his daughter just loves the world of Middle Earth and Tolkien, so his daughter is going to be able to go to the concert. So isn't that... Wonderful. Yeah. Excellent. So thank you, Greg, for listening. And uh, we are going to cut... We're going to have... We have about 10 minutes left, and if I can uh, make this thing with the technology happen, one of the, we want to share a little bit of the music of The Lord of the Rings, and how it corresponds, like a lot of times when we just see the movie, where we get caught up with the visuals and the dialogue. Right. And um, we don't always just appreciate the music. But, and it was interesting because um, there was, let's see, Frodo and Gandalf. There's a little clip that shows, um, and I love the world. These obviously would be on the movies, but they do have, they're also... Um, there are some clips that have been extracted and posted by right. people. It's sort of lower <laughs> definition kind of things up at YouTube.com. So if you go to YouTube.com, you can type in a search string like Frodo, Gandalf, right. and be having a chance to see what that clip is like. It's an interesting uh, question you had asked earlier, Elf Princess. You were wondering about how can they do this? The, the, mo- the movie has the dialogue of the actors mm-hmm. and the sound effects and the orchestra and it's all together and when you're watching the movie as we did this summer the extended edition premiered in three successive weekly showings on Tuesday evenings how how can we watch the movie with the live orchestra and the answer is that movies are made first on the set mm-hmm. you have the actors speaking and they record the actors voices There's no music there. There's no sound effects there. Mm -hmm. Later on, in a separate studio, sound effects are recorded on a separate track. Mm. And then finally, Howard Shore's brilliant music is recorded on yet a separate track. Mm -hmm. So all of these tracks exist separately. For release prints, such as we see in the movie theater, all three tracks are put together. But imagine if they made a print where there was dialogue and sound effects but no music right then you could project that movie up on a big screen and have a live orchestra yay so all it takes <laughs> is printing a positive print as uh-huh. we say a positive print of the movie without the music track and it's pretty you, simple do you think that they think of that you know like especially for things like this that they know that i mean because most movies aren't going to necessarily no. be played somewhere during and the, have an orchestra during the principal photography they would have never even imagined of doing this i'm sure it didn't even occur to peter jackson that the or even howard shore this might come along yeah. as a matter of fact howard shore is quoted as not having thought of this 
Lord of the Rings in concert until after he was working on releasing the complete mm-hmm. recording CDs. Yes. Now, um, do you happen to know offhand, are there any other movies that you know of that this where they've done this? I mean, I think they've done a few at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes, yes. There's precedence. There's precedence for this. I can't. I don't remember about Titanic, but certainly Some of the there, musicals. Have been, there have been musicals aplenty where the musical mm-hmm. is shown up on the big screen without the music, mm-hmm. just the dialogue and the sound effects, and then the music comes from the live orchestra and live singers. Yeah. So well, there is precedent. <clears throat> well, we're going to play a little clip here uh, for our friends. I, technology has been my friend, and we're uh, compliments you know what? of what? I think that we might have another free pair of tickets to give away. Really? I think we do. This is KUCI, and the phone number is 949-824-5824. And these are two tickets to the Fellowship of the Ring concert this coming Saturday at Honda Center. 7.30 p.m. The phone number to dial for a pair of free tickets is 949-824. 824-5824. And now we're going to hear, this This is a little clip from the movie. This is from The Lord of the Rings, and this is when Gandalf arrives in Hobbiton. So we're going to hear it with the music and the dialogue. Wow, that's marvelous. You're late. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Sir Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen. So there we heard the dialogue, the music, and there was a little clip. And then this is from the Lord of the Rings, the extended recordings. This is that very uh, track that was made for the CD recordings. So Again, for a free pair of tickets to the upcoming concert this Saturday at 7.30 p.m. at the Honda Center in Irvine, 949 949- Eight two four five eight two four. And here is a little clip from the Fellowship of the Ring. Down from the door where it Dear Hobbit, you were just telling me because at this again we heard first a little clip from the movie, and then this was the clip from um, was actually from the recorded CD CDs of the right complete recordings. So, what were you telling me though about Sir Ian McKellen singing? I was mentioning there are exceptions to what I had said earlier. In this case, it's quite possible that Sir Ian hummed and sang that on set and was recorded while he was acting mm-hmm. and used later in the soundtrack. That's called practical music. When there are when there is music that is actually performed while the principal photography is occurring and that music is used in the final release print, that's called practical music. In that case it would be part of the dialogue track and not part ah, of the music track. 
so when we go to see the music on Saturday, it's obviously possible. Sir Ian McKellen is not going to be there singing right. Gandalf's part. So this would be treated as Gandalf's dialogue, not right. as Gandalf, Gandalf's, not as part of the music. Right, and I have not seen it before. Uh-huh since I didn't go to Radio City Music Hall last mm-hmm. year. So I'm going to be as surprised as you are to see what actually happens. I actually don't know for a fact, for instance, I've not been able to detect from the various readings whether we're going to have a dialogue track. I am. I assume that there will be because that's the way these things are usually done. When they've been done before with other movies, you hear the dialogue, you see the film, but the music is performed live. It's barely possible that we may have a situation where the film image is projected and all we hear is the symphony orchestra and chorus. But I mm. think it's more likely we're going to hear some dialogue. Yeah. For instance, there is still hope. <laughs> you know, there must be... Yes. There must be... Well, and even the whole hear. movie, there's, there are so many... And, and there are many parts of the movie... Like even Gandalf and Frodo in Moria, I don't know. There are places where there isn't really music. So, right. you know, there'll be places where there is not going to be music, but there will be talking and things like that. So, and sound effects, you know, it's like, how will we see, how will we see the, the battle with the orcs at the breaking of the fellowship without sound effects? <laughs> exactly right. It would be, it would be strange, mm. I would think to see that without the sound effects. Well, in two weeks, we will get to give an adventure report. And, of of course, we're so excited because Ro, the shield maiden, will be... um, she will uh, be with us on with Saturday. Yes, and, it's going uh, to be the band of three merry adventurers. Yes, the uh, the elf, the archeress, and the hobbit. There you are. Uh, so, Anne, guess what time it is? It is. Oh, don't tell me our hour together is it, already it, it up. It is. We have two minutes to say our goodbyes. And uh, again, if it, anyone wants to call real quickly, I will be here uh, answering the phones after five. So nine four nine eight two four five eight two four. If you wish a free pair of tickets. To the Lord of the Rings in concert this Saturday, October 15th at 7.30 p.m. at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. And just in case perhaps uh, some of our friends might be listening through online or something, you can send me an email. And if we do have tickets left, that might be a way to get some tickets to someone. You can send me an email at askanelf at yahoo.com, A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F, askanelf at yahoo.com. Or right now, dial 949 949- Eight two four five eight two four. Yes, and and with that we must say Namaria. Please stay tuned for the Blue and Gold Report here on KUCI Orange Orange County's alternative radio station. And it was great seeing you, Elf Princess. And we have a caller for those free tickets. Let's oh, have some music. Oh, indeed we do. Okay, let's have some music. And this is KUCI in Irvine.